1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com
0: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Just visit audible.com slash or text Wondery Pod to 500 500. That's audible.com slash or text Wondery Pod to 500 500.
2: Tonight we begin with the state of the American economy. Rising inflation and fears of a recession send stocks plummeting as gas prices nationwide hit $5 a gallon for the first time ever. The bear market roars on Wall Street. All three major indexes end the day down triple digits. Tonight, what to do with your stocks and when you should worry about your 401k. The stunning testimony on Capitol Hill about an intoxicated Rudy Giuliani. Plus the former attorney general saying President Trump was detached from reality. Tonight, what happened to the $250 million the Trump campaign raised to investigate the election? The big lie was also a big ripoff. Also on Capitol Hill, the landmark agreement by Republicans and Democrats on gun legislation. Targeting gay pride events, the new video tonight of those 31 men with alleged ties to a white nationalist group arrested, piled in the back of a U-Haul. Extreme weather, dangerous flooding shuts down Yellowstone, with more than 170 million Americans set to face temperatures over 90 degrees. Our exclusive interview with the first woman to serve as Secretary of the Army. Do you still think there's a problem with sexual assault and harassment in the US Army? And Jennifer Hudson makes history at the 75th Annual Tony Awards.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Laura O'Donnell reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us as we start a new week together. Tonight, many Americans are worrying about their retirement funds as stocks dropped to new lows for the year. Investors began the week hitting the sell button thanks to rising inflation and a fragile economy. The Dow was down more than two percent on the day. NASDAQ da- dropped more than 4 percent, and the S&P sank more than 3 percent. The S&P finished the day in a bear market. The last time that happened was at the start of the pandemic. And for those invested in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, well, the crypto market crashed today, wiping out billions of dollars. It all comes ahead of a closely watched Federal Reserve meeting this week where the central bank is all but sure to raise interest rates. And it's possible the benchmark rate could be raised even higher than forecasted, going up by 75 basis points. That could be the biggest hike in more than two decades. CBS's Elaine Gajano is on Wall Street tonight for us. Good evening, Elaine.
4: Good evening to you, Nora. The markets nosedive today from the start of trading, sending investors scrambling. It's a sharp reversal for the stock market, which had seen record highs during the pandemic and now has some economists fearing a looming recession. The closing bell saved the markets from tumbling further. The S&P 500 led the decline today, falling to its lowest point this year. With investors coming to terms with consumer prices rising at their fastest pace in 40 years. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger.
2: When the investment community kind of took stock of things over the weekend, I think there was this fear that, in fact, higher prices and rising interest rates are going to keep eating into corporate profits and that consumers are not going to be able to maintain their current level of spending.
4: The drop is the latest in a string of downturns for the markets. Tech companies took the brunt. Amazon lost 60 billion in market value. Apple more than 85 billion, pulling the Nasdaq deeper into bear market territory. The volatility is a hit to people's 401k's while inflation is also pummeling consumers. Average gas prices are topping $5 a gallon nationwide according to AAA.
5: It's outrageous. But he just cost me 30 to fill up, and now see where it's at now. is at 55.
4: And at the grocery store, food prices are up 10%. Adding to the uncertainty is just how aggressive the Federal Reserve will be in trying to cool the white-hot cost of living. More economists are expecting a bigger move, three-quarters of a point, the biggest interest rate hike since 1994. The
2: Fed, of course, has raised rates, but they've done so in anticipation of the economy heating up, not once the economy has already heated up. And this is a big difference.
4: Despite the volatility, financial advisors say reacting to market downturns is not a long-term strategy, but that now is a good time to make sure that your investments are diverse. And if you are close to retirement, they say you might consider working a bit longer to build up your savings, like your 401k. Nora?
2: All right, Elaine Kahano, thank you. We turn now to Capitol Hill and the riveting testimony by former President Trump's closest advisors, lawyers and family who all told him his claims of election fraud were complete nonsense, even nuts. There were also questions raised about the hundreds of millions of dollars treat team Trump solicited online. Here's CBS's Scott McFarlane.
3: Today on Capitol Hill, it was Trump's own aides in recorded depositions landing punches for the committee. Former Attorney General William Barr said he warned then-President Trump that his claims of fraud in the 2020 election were false.
0: All the early claims uh, that I understood on, uh, were, were completely bogus and silly and usually based on complete misinformation.
3: Barr, who was silent about his concerns over Trump's false fraud allegations in the weeks after the election, described the president's claims as, quote, crazy.
0: I thought, boy, if he really believes this stuff, he has, you know, lost contact with, uh, with uh, he, he's become detached from reality if he really
3: believes this stuff. The man expected to be the star witness today, former Trump campaign manager Bill Stepien, was a last-minute scratch when his wife went into labor. The committee instead showed recordings of Stepien's deposition, in which he acknowledged urging then President Trump not to declare victory on election night. It was far too
0: early to be making any calls like that. Um,
3: ballots, ballots were still being counted. The president did anyway. Frankly, we did win this. Egged on by an apparently inebriated Rudy Giuliani, who told Trump the election had been stolen from him, Was
0: there anyone in that conversation who, in your observation, had 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 too much to drink?
3: And the mayor was definitely intoxicated. Jared Kushner, the former president's son-in-law, says he warned Trump about Giuliani's advice.
0: And, And how did he react?
3: Uh, we said, you know, I have I, I, I confidence in Rudy. Former Vice President Mike Pence, who refused Trump's demand that he object to the certifying of the election January 6th, defended his actions today.
0: I'll always believe that I did my duty that day.
3: The committee also said election lies helped Trump raise a quarter of a billion dollars. The donation solicited for an election defense fund the committee says didn't really exist.
2: The big lie was also a big ripoff.
3: Millions in donations would be funneled not to a legal defense fund, but to the president's Save America PAC, which would spend more than $200,000 on Trump's hotel properties. One million to a foundation led by Trump chief of staff Mark Meadows and five million to the company that helped organize the January 6th White House Ellipse rally that preceded the riot. Campaign records show just a fraction of the tens of millions of dollars collected by Trump-affiliated organizations after the election was used for recounts and legal challenges. Campaign finance experts tell CBS News even if donors were schemed, it is difficult to prove illegalities. Nora?
2: They always say, follow the money. Scott McFarland, thanks so much. Also on Capitol Hill, a group of bipartisan senators are working out the details of the most sweeping gun control legislation in 30 years. The president praised the deal as a step in the right direction, but some critics say it does not go far enough. CBS's Nicole Killian joins us now from Capitol Hill. So, Nicole, what is in this bill?
6: Lawmakers say this agreement is a significant first step. The proposed framework would provide financial incentives to states to implement red flag laws. It also includes an enhanced background review for gun buyers under 21 and makes new investments in mental health and school safety. It does not contain some of the reforms pushed by President Biden and Democrats, like bans on assault weapons or high-capacity magazines. At least 10 Senate Republicans have signed on, upping the chances for passage. Notably, none are up for re-election this year. The legislation still has to be written and gun safety advocates hope it doesn't get watered down. The NRA wouldn't comment on the framework, but says it will continue to oppose gun control policies. Nora?
2: We'll be watching Nicole Killian. Thank you. Tonight, federal authorities are on alert after police in Idaho say they prevented a possible domestic terror attack over the weekend. Thirty-one members of the white supremacist group Patriot Front were arrested on suspicion of plotting to violently disrupt a local LGBTQ pride event. CBS's Catherine Herridge has the new details.
7: This new video shows Idaho police swarming the U-Haul truck near a weekend pride celebration in the town of Coeur d'Alene. Jammed inside with heavy gear are alleged members of a white supremacist organization called the Patriot Front.
3: This was a riotous group that had prepared in advance to come downtown and disrupt either the Pride event or the uh, Prayer in the Park event. All wearing blue khakis.
7: Those arrested wearing nearly identical clothing ranged in age from 20 to 40 and were from about a dozen states. No one was from Coeur d'Alene. Authorities recovered gear, including shields, shin guards and a smoke grenade. A witness tipped off police after watching the group load into the U-Haul truck at a hotel and said they looked like a little army. There have been threatening calls against law enforcement ever since.
3: Uh, Offered offer death threats against myself and other members of the police department merely for doing our jobs.
7: Patriot Front is described by groups that monitor extremist ideology as promoting fascism and the creation of a white ethno-state. Among the 31 arrested on charges of conspiracy to riot and released on bond, Thomas Rousseau, the Patriot Front's alleged leader. The group was founded in 2017 after breaking away from a neo-Nazi organization that marched in the Charlottesville, Virginia, Unite the Right rally. A group that tracks hate speech said this image shows Rousseau with a man who was later convicted on federal hate crime charges for driving his car into a crowd of protesters, killing one of them.
3: There are bad actors out there who want to, uh, to leverage those moments and intimidate.
7: Given the weekend's massive arrest, two federal law enforcement officials tell CBS News they are reassessing the threats surrounding upcoming events like in Idaho. A lawyer for one of those arrested told us the defendants never had a chance to exercise their First Amendment rights, and the allegations are unproven.
2: Nora. Catherine Harridge, thank you. Let's turn now to the weather, where wild storms are causing problems across several parts of the country. Look at this. In Montana, heavy rains, flooding, and rock slides have forced the closure of all entrances to Yellowstone National Park. Elsewhere, dangerous heat is scorching much of the country from the plains to the southeast. For more, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Mike.
0: Nora, good evening to you. Severe thunderstorms take center stage this evening and overnight. A place like Detroit, this is our virtual view, shows you the skies will be very ominous overnight. And in fact, very dangerous. We have a lot of storms across the Midwest that could gust over 75 miles per hour. Take a look at the high-resolution forecast. It shows plenty of storms across Michigan and then Ohio spreading into Pennsylvania and the Virginias overnight and tomorrow morning. Very dangerous conditions here with thunderstorms in our forecast that could bring also tornadoes. Same place. They get hit with thunderstorms, get hit with a heat wave tomorrow. Many places upper 90s to near 100, including Chicago at 99 in St. Louis. We'll do 100 degrees on Wednesday, 93 in Pittsburgh, 98 in Detroit. The heat relents a little bit this weekend, Nora, but returns next week.
2: Thank you, Mike. Now to our exclusive interview. Over the last five years, we've committed to reporting on sexual assault and harassment within the military, speaking with dozens of survivors and the families of victims. Now real change may be on the way, as the Secretary of the Army, Christine Wormuth, told us. What do you hope your legacy is as Secretary of the Army? To uh,
6: reduce harmful behaviors, you know, whether it's sexual harassment, sexual assault, suicide.
2: Secretary you know, Christine true. Wormuth spent the last year visiting nearly 30 bases, meeting with tens of thousands of soldiers. Do you still think there's a problem with sexual assault and harassment in the U.S. Army?
6: I do. You know, we've got a problem in our country, so I, I know we've still got it in our Army. Every leader at every level is focused on this, cares about it, and takes the problem seriously.
2: A new government study found reports of sexual harassment and assault in the army continue to rise. A lot
6: of it, I think, is training our soldiers, many of whom are just 18 or 19 years old, about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. When they come into our army, we need to be very clear about what's okay and what's not okay.
2: Congress passed significant military justice reform, taking prosecution of assault cases out of the chain of command. That should help with soldiers who told us they fear retaliation.
5: It got to the point where I didn't just wish that I never reported. I wish that I'd never joined. I wish that I was dead.
2: The reason that many women and some men don't report is the fear of retaliation.
6: That's right. From the U.S. Army itself. I think there has been that fear, uh, and I still hear about that when I go and visit uh, Army posts. We are, I believe, making real strides to show our soldiers that they can trust the chain of command to look out for them. In
2: all my reporting on this issue, this is a national security problem. We need more women in the U.S. military.
6: I agree that you want to have more women in the Army uh, and that, you know, we will be stronger as an Army if we have more female leaders. I have watched our military leaders go in front of Congress 10 years ago and say, we're going to fix this problem. We're going to fix this problem. So I know there's a credibility gap there, but we are working on it every single day.
2: A separate priority for the secretary is improving the quality of life for the Army's 400,000 parents
6: we did just put out a new policy that makes some changes in this area so for example when the the very sad case of a a lost pregnancy we now provide leave for both men and women when there's been a miscarriage we've done simple things frankly by just allowing women who've given birth to have up to 12 months before they take their physical fitness test simple things that make complete sense and are really important in terms of retaining the great soldiers that we have.
2: Secretary Worma's career started at the Pentagon as a presidential fellow when she was just 22 years old. Today, she's the first woman and mom to hold the role of Secretary of the Army.
6: When I go and visit Army posts, a lot of young female soldiers come up to me and are excited, and I think it's because they see me and see what they can achieve themselves.
2: Secretary Warmuth told CBS News she wants to encourage people to come forward with sexual misconduct claims. So this is new. She plans to sign a safe to report policy next month, which would protect survivors who report assault from getting in trouble if there are other minor disciplinary issues. Tonight, the U.S. Air Force cleared the crew of a C-17 involved in the chaotic U.S. evacuation from Afghanistan last year. You may remember the shocking images, Afghan civilians clinging to the wheels, at least one falling to his death. Well, tonight, the Air Force says the crew exercised sound judgment in getting airborne quickly as the security situation deteriorated. All right, and tonight we've got new images of a daring rescue from a slot canyon in Utah. 17 teenagers and two adults were trapped. Crews lifted them to safety one by one on Friday. The operation took several hours to complete. The 75th Tony Awards celebrated the return to the stage following nearly two years of COVID shutdowns. CBS's Lana Zak looks at the highlights that shined brighter than the neon lights on Broadway.
5: It was a joyful salute to Broadway's comeback. Jennifer Hudson launched into EGOT status, winning as a co-producer for A Strange Loop. Only the second African-American woman honored with an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and now a Tony. Whoopi Goldberg was the first. Veteran artists celebrated the night with nostalgia. Billy Crystal led the crowd in a Yiddish twist on a jazzy scat. Patty Lapone won her third Tony and paid tribute to those who made Broadway possible. A huge gratitude to all of the understudies
4: across all of the stages in New York.
5: 22 year old Miles Frost gave a fresh kick to the hits of Michael Jackson, winning for his role in MJ the Musical. This as works of diversity and inclusion were cheered. The story of a gay black theater artist in A Strange Loop took two Tonys, including one for its writer.
3: I felt misunderstood, and I just wanted to create a little bit of a life breath for myself as a black gay man.
5: Broadway's bright lights reflecting the many faces of the audience. <laughs> Lana Zach, CBS News, New York. It's good to have Broadway
2: back. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, our visit to the National Museum of the United States Army with the branch's highest-ranking officer in honor of the Army's 247th birthday. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. Thanks for starting the week with us. I'm Nora O'Donnell here in the nation's capital. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app